Hello everyone, welcome to the podcast for a better America with Frank. It's good for you all to join me again. Let's talk about how we could be a better society, how we got to where we are, and how we could you know move forward. I think all societies are evolving, all people are evolving, or else you know we die. We didn't have fire, and we didn't have uh, means to you know cook food. We keep on moving, and uh, in the long run, we don't live as long. I do believe the body itself is uh, a machine to an extent. I mean, we have souls and things that animals do not have, but excessive work of the body and, uh, you know, be just too much weight on here. So I believe our evolution as um, people allows us to survive. So I also believe our evolution as a society allows us to survive. And the failure to evolve does, in fact, lead to the downfall of all most societies. So um, we'll talk about that. And uh, today, uh, been puzzled by some events that have uh, occurred in our society, especially on the political landscape. And um, I think it's uh, good to visit the ideology of um, what I grew up believing um, the Republican Party was and um, the reality of it. I, I was uh, a young, you know, male in the South, <laughs> although um, black, I was somewhat empathetic to some of the resistance um, President Obama faced. However, at some point, as a young um, a young lad, I um, I told my friend in high school, I said, "Hey, um, it is possible that some of the resistance he faces is tied to his skin color." Because at that point, I knew enough old people of a of a different ethnicity or a different race that, based off what they had said to me and said to others, I knew that they were not going to elect someone that wasn't. Um, very close to their ideologies and um what that helped me realize was in some parts of the uh, um united states you know if, if the if you know 90 percent population is white and um they hold certain ideologies and they haven't come in contact with other forms of reasoning over time it doesn't matter what laws have been passed those ideologies persist and the people that represent those people especially in the house of rep house of representatives which is a close reflection of the population, it is possible that we had a House of Reps under the Obama administration that, you know, quite frankly, just did not like his kind. Um, and just as much as it's hard to absorb that, we, we have to live in the reality of what is. And people hold ideologies and they would like to elect people that have similar ideologies. And that's just the reality of our society. However, I also understood a lot of it was politics, a good game to play, um, to be a resistance. Again, as a young man, we grew up in the South. I, you know, I, I saw some of the presentations of the uh, Republican Party, and you know, they were like, "Hey, we're fiscal conservatives. We're smaller government. We're about the rule of law. Who does Obama think it is? Who does President Obama think it is? He cannot pass laws without Congress. He cannot do this. He cannot do that." And uh, he took a lot of heat. And uh, reflecting back on it, many, many, many years now, <laughs> decades now, um, I'm starting to realize that. Um, Maybe what is the Republican ideology and what is the reality of the Republican Party is not what it's set out to be. And this is about America, this is about American history, this is about um, how we can be a better nation. And I'm not overly enthusiastic about talking about politics aspect of this, but you know what? Policy does um, play a role in society. And um, some of the Republican ideologies that I grew up understanding or believing was the party of the rule of law. So with the rule of law, whatever the law says is what we do, we gotta go by that. Obama got a lot of flack for it. He um, used executive action, I think, on immigration. 
he was attacked for that. He used um, Justice Department to do some investigation, although that was allowed by law. He got a lot of flack for that. He has a foreign policy, although that was delegated from Congress through the War Powers Act and other legislation to the executive branch. He got a lot of flack for that, saying he should have gone to Congress because the Republican Party was the rule of law. And um, as he lost his majority opposition in the House and the Senate over time, the justification for blocking everything he did was with a party of rule of law. Now, fast forward to the year 2020, um, well, 2016, we have a new president, President Trump. He's on the Republican Party side. He is doing similar things. <laughs> he's doing executive action, so basically robot regulation and doing all the things. And also, he's doing executive action, so be very strong hand on immigration. And um, it was all silence. At the end of the 2020 campaign, he has lost the election. He's no longer president. Joe Biden is elected. For several weeks, a lot of representatives in the Congress but in the Senate and but in the House, Republican leaders, top leaders, would not acknowledge who the new president was. And um, eventually, some of these actions led to a violent mob attacking the capital of the United States, which I only thought happened in Tawa countries. It did happen. It was a shameful thing to see. It was terrible. Some people were there to do harm. Some people were there with zip ties. They were there to hurt the people that represent the United States, the people that have been elected. Regardless of the idealism, regardless of the ideology, um, trying to do harm to public officials is just a line we should never cross. However, again, some representatives continue to say, well, there were some of them were um, tourists. Uh, sure. But given those actions, perhaps you don't call an angry mob tourists. So now where I as a individual reflecting on what I was told was the party of the rule of law. Looking back on it, when that party had leadership, they were not the party of the rule of law. Actually, they were quite the opposite. And when we have one of their leaders, the number three Republican, the Honorable Rep from Wyoming, Liz Cheney, says, hey, we cannot buy into someone who is um, authoritative, who is an autocrat. And she was referring to the president, at the time, President Trump. She was ousted from her leadership position. They said, we are not going to put you in leadership because you are speaking of the rule of law. So the party that I grew up in the South believing to be the party of the rule of law is punishing its leaders because they speak up for the rule of law, is allowing violence to happen when the rule of law is being abandoned. And some of the justification for ousting this leader was there was a conflict and we need to keep it in house. Well, here's a story. You know that one uncle in the family that everyone suspects is doing X to X? And it's causing a lot of harm. Well, my view is you call that uncle out. You find that if he is doing X and you punish him, you don't get to say in this family, we don't talk about that uncle doing harm to little kids in this family. So the public justification was we're going to kick Liz Cheney out because of the way in which she's talking about this uncle. Well, the uncle that was doing harm to society by virtue of his action and his refusal was the previous president. He needs to be punished accordingly. And the number three leader does not need to be punished. So it is terrible that this has happened. But again, this is the party growing up in the South, idealistically, they were supposed to be the rule of law party. In reality, their actions seem to say otherwise. There was an element of fiscal conservatism under the um, Obama administration where Republicans argue the budget 
the budget cannot go up we need to cut spending we need to keep the budget down about my spending too much money um part of the biggest criticism that that administration faced down the road was in the recovery although a lot of money went to the financial sector to rescue it not enough money went to the actual population to rescue it and we do have an interesting economic problem right now because the all that did was did help expedite the wage gap in the society and the wealth gap in the society and it did allow for some behaviors that i don't think help society in the long run and it also hurt the society in the long run because of the way that particular rescue plan was um put together which was put together by um bush inherited by obama but he made sure it worked um and that particular problem will be all tapped to a uh i yeah but look it up so part of the criticism Obama faced was he could not do more in his administration because he wanted to do more but he said hey we gotta keep spending down now we have a new president he's a republican he increases spending while also reducing taxes for businesses which means that he was growing the budget at almost a trillion a budget deficit of almost a trillion dollars so the republican ideology is we want to keep government spending down we don't want to go to deficit but in practice is we don't care about the deficit if our guy is in charge and we also want to keep cutting taxes for businesses look for the society to work and for us to continue to compete with china also do better we just don't want to compete with china that's a bigger population and they get tentacles across the globe but for us to not only compete but also do better the ideology of the republican party has to be close to the reality because the if 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 if, if we look at president biden right now he's someone that He's actually very conservative. I, I'm not. I, I'm not even sure I want to call him center left. Socially, he, he he can be center left, but in a lot of other things, he's actually very right leaning or right of center, as some will say. But he's willing to listen. He's willing to listen to the push for immigration reform. He's willing to listen to the push for um, increasing the minimum wage. He's willing to listen to um, workers' rights and civil rights and. He's willing to change his ideology because the republic because the democratic party the ideology is we are for human rights we are for gay rights we are for workers rights that's the ideology although a lot of people have been there for a very long time and that didn't that did not always used to be the case but now even the leader or the or the microphone of that party biden has to live close to the ideology of his party and he's doing so whereas growing up was preached to me as a republican party ideology in reality is very different and i think this is this is very dangerous this this does not help society grow i don't believe the republican party has very good and strong ideologies to move the nation forward and going back to with the party of the rule of law and going back to we're fiscally conservatives from what i've seen not only does that not work because fiscal conservatism means cutting taxes for big businesses and increasing spending is that what it means rule of law does it only apply when there is the opponent the opposing party in power so it they need to have good ideologies one and two they need to practice those ideologies so as we look at society we want to make sure that the ideology of american society that is a nation of immigrants a nation of uh, love a nation of might um a nation of people from humble beginnings to have a chance to the american dream a nation of safety so that's public safety in a nation of innovation, we want to make sure that our ideologies is close to the reality. MLK's ideology 
we don't want to judge a book by its cover. We want society to be equal for all. And that's why I do I just presented by strong leaders, JFK. And they were able to put through the Congress, through laws. FDRO, we want workers to have rights. Libanese were very strong on administration, and workers had rights for a very long time. And they generated a lot of wealth for um, the average human being, right? Reaganism, you know, I ever want to complain about him, even in his own deregulation, there were things he wouldn't touch, like Glass Steagall, right? And then Clinton came in and took that out. It's like, and then now the workers' rights begin to depreciate and corporations begin to do all the things. At the end of the day, we want to make sure that our ideology is close to our reality. And uh, that's where I'll stop for today. Thank you for listening. And uh, until next time.